Hello, everyone. We are back. Uh, the podcast is not ended, um, although it has certainly been a while since I've done the podcast. Some of that, of course, has to do with the holiday season, uh, which is sort of still in effect since uh, this weekend is the end of 2022 as we turn into 2023. Uh, this Sunday will be, of course, the first day of the new year. Um, but regardless, yes, we've missed a lot of days. Uh, originally my plan was, yeah, I would do a show Wednesday, um, after the holiday break. I also had plans to do a couple more episodes, uh, the week before, uh, of course that we did a show on Monday. We were supposed to do a Tuesday and Wednesday show before we went on our holiday break and then come back on that Wednesday, do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We're now on that Friday. We haven't done a show since Monday. Regardless, we're going to go ahead and just jump into it. There is a ton of stuff to talk about. I'm going to run through as much as I can um, without just rattling off information. We're going to kind of go by what's been most important, uh, most noteworthy, and then whittle our way down. We'll start with the Tuesday game, and I think this is going to be part of our title for this episode. Tuesday, uh, December 27th, uh, Mavericks versus the Knicks. In Dallas, went to overtime. This is the game that everyone has been talking about for the last few days. Um, it, rightfully so. Now, I'll actually segue into this a little bit because on my script, I had plans to talk about uh, with the well, – I planned to talk about a couple of Mavericks games, actually. Firstly, um, if you go back to the 23rd, um, so the Friday of the holiday break, there was a, a pretty interesting game, Mavericks at the Rockets, and Luka had a, a very big game in that one. Uh, so this was Dallas Mavericks in Houston against the Houston Rockets. They won that game 112 to 106, uh, and it was his second career 50-point game in that game. Uh, 17 of 30 from the floor, 6 of 12 from three, 50 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds. Um really willing that Mavericks team, he didn't get a lot of help outside of that, but willing them to a victory against a Rockets team that's shown a little bit of fight, although they're still young and, you know, very um, raw, I guess would be the word, you know, he, he willed the Mavericks to a victory in that game. Phenomenal. And then they, their next game after that was their Christmas game. And we'll talk about the Christmas games more in detail um, in just a second. But I plan to talk about both these games. We'll talk about the Christmas game as well. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks won at home against the Los Angeles Lakers on Christmas. One of the uh, one of the five games played. It was the second of the five. Uh, one twenty four to one fifteen. The Mavericks won that one. Um, you look at the box score. Uh, Mavericks had a big third quarter. Uh, and Luca, very good game. Thirty two points, nine assists, nine rebounds. Um, great percentages. He got a good chunk of help from Christian Wood and Tim Hardaway Jr. in this game. 30 points from Christian Wood, 26 points from Tim Hardaway. Um, and Lakers were led by LeBron. Uh, some help off the bench from Westbrook and Reeves, but they're still without Anthony Davis. And Dallas is able to win that game. So I was planning on talking about those two games, and I was putting together the script for the Wednesday show, uh, kind of mid-Tuesday, or what the Wednesday show would have been mid-Tuesday, thought, okay, I've got everything solidified. Surely there won't be anything too crazy in these Tuesday night games. 
Uh, but boy, was I wrong. So Tuesday, the Mavericks play the, the New York Knicks in Dallas. They win 126 to 121 in overtime. And it's one of probably a, a game and individual performance that we're going to be talking about for a long time. Um, and a crazy last sequence. Well, we'll give you the box score. You've probably heard it by now. Luka Doncic, 60 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists, a 60-point triple-double. I think Harden did do that, but Harden didn't have 20 rebounds, um, two steals a block, um, 16 of 22 from the free-throw line, only two of six from three, 21 of 31 from the floor. Dinwiddie poured in 25 points to help him. Christian Wood had 19. Outside of that, the rest of the team had some struggles for sure. And uh, they might have had maybe an injury or two that they were dealing with. But regardless, Luca, unbelievable. Um, and the Knicks had had a solid game. I mean, Quentin Grimes led the way, 33 points. He's been uh, a bright spot for them. You know, this year has uh, been up and down mostly, more up than down, I'd say. Randall added 29 points and 18 boards. Mitchell Robinson, 20 points and 16 boards. 15 assists from Emmanuel quickly. I mean, they were without Jalen Brunson in this game, which is a storyline in itself. His return to Dallas, he did not play with a injury slash illness. I don't remember the specifics on that. But regardless, you know, just an unbelievable. And you look at the the game chart, um, you know, New York led big through much of the game. And they were up. Oh, we got to pull up the stat here. Uh, Tim McMahon of ESPN had a tweet. NBA teams were 0 and 13,884 in the last 20 seasons when trailing by at least nine with 35 or fewer seconds remaining. Uh, and he ends that by saying Luka Doncic and the Mavs pulled off a miracle. And it <laughs> to see his reaction, um, I don't remember all of the specifics of the final uh, of that last, you know, minute or so, but there was a moment where he um, misses the free throw. I can't remember if it was an intentional miss or not. Grabs the rebound, throws it back up and in to tie the game. Unbelievable. He's hysterical. The crowd is hysterical. They force overtime. He has this unbelievable game altogether. And we had to talk about that. Um he's just been sensational and you know to start the year he had been you know the scoring stretch 30 how many games of 30 plus points and uh he was a front runner in the mvp conversation then the mavericks slipped and i think that they're the mavericks are still here or there if i glance at my power rankings they're 13th overall they are 2-0 and so far this week um so they're you know better than worse if it, 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 it for better or worse or better in this case um you know they but this most recent stretch of games to have two 50 point games in the in over three games and one of them 50 one of them 60 i mean it's unreal what what luke has been able to do um and we'll go ahead oh here we go <laughs> now my NBA is not my website's not cooperating here wanting to pull up my box score but I'm curious to see there we go curious to see what he did in their most recent game and what that most recent game would have been 
Um, let's see, Wednesday. So the the day after that crazy. Oh no, sorry, scratch that. Not Wednesday. Um, let's see, Thursday. So two days after that crazy game, uh, they win again uh, against the Rockets. It's their second win, and you know, four or five games against the Rockets. Um, and another triple double. I mean, thirty five points, twelve boards, thirteen assists. Uh, if you want to say not as exciting, but I mean, how often are you going to have that type of a, a game? I mean, he's just been phenomenal. And I think we'd have to certainly thrust him into that top three or three group for the MVP discussion, maybe even number one right now. Um, you know, it's hard to think of the, this type of stretch from a player in recent years. I mean, Curry to an extent, and of course it is just a few games, and this is by far an outlier compared to what he was doing for the first few weeks of the season. As far as thirty, you know, stretches of thirty-plus point games, that's more sustainable, and that's a little bit more down to earth. We've seen things like that with Harden and Curry, and uh, you know, LeBron and stretches. We, of course, we've seen things like that, but we had to lead off talking about that. Hopefully, I've covered everything that we need to with the. The crazy, the craziness of what of Luca Magic and what he's been able to do. Um, let me go ahead and erase that, and let's see if we can jump into some game summaries and get kind of caught up. So again, the list I have here takes us through Wednesday, so a couple days ago. So we'll go through these real quick, and then see if there's any others. Of course, besides the the Mavericks shenanigans that we need to talk about. So the first one I had listed was from the nineteenth uh let's see that is back uh last monday so when we did our last show there was a game that night thunder trailblazers i had that marked 123 to 121 the oklahoma city thunder won at home against the trailblazers this was notable i remember now of course because well, a couple things firstly the thunder won on a shakel just alexander buzzer beater um so big, big stuff for him. You look at the Trailblazers, Jeremy Grant, 26 points, Lillard, 28 points um, for the Thunder. A little more balanced scoring, but Shea Gilgis-Alexander did have 35 points to uh, to lead the team there. So the Thunder win, but more importantly, in a weird sense, even though they lost, it was a big game for the Trailblazers organization because Damian Lillard did pass a uh, long-awaited pass Clyde Drexler as an Portland Trailblazers, Portland Trailblazers, excuse me, all-time leading scorer. Um, huge news for him, you know, in a day and age, and I'm sure it gets talked about, talked to death almost, day and age where players are moving around more than ever, changing teams, um, you know, the, the emphasis on player interest versus team interest to an extent, you know, teams aren't just giving away players for no reason. But, you know, there is that sense that if a player wants out, they'll find a way out. Um, but Lillard has decided to stick root and and remain in Portland through thick and thin. They've had some great years where they've been very competitive in the playoffs. They've had some thin years where injuries or other factors, roster construction have limited them. And you wonder why he sticks around. Maybe he should push to, to do a trade or, you know, be somewhere where he's going to be more competitive. But it's for things like this where he can 
be the all-time leading scorer in an organization's history. He can get a number retired. Yeah, he's on pace. He's going to have his number retired there uh, once his career is finished. Um, regardless, you know, if we're potentially my favorite player in the league right now, certainly my favorite point guard, um, I love to see that. And I think a lot of people do. Lillard, I think, is one of those guys that most people kind of really like. Um, and may- maybe that's just me. But regardless – uh, yeah, great news for them. Exciting game and good news for Thunder able to win a game like that. SGA continuing to rise to the occasion. Um, regardless, let's jump forward a couple days to Wednesday, last Wednesday, uh, Nets versus Warriors. And this was just a rout by the Brooklyn Nets who are on a torrid stretch lately these last few weeks. Uh, and especially in this game, their first half. Let me go ahead and pull up the notes. Let's see, I think. I didn't write down exactly what it was. I believe it was 91 first half points, something in that neighborhood. A lot of first half points. Excuse me. They set uh, a new franchise record, and I think it's third most in NBA history. Uh, it was in Brooklyn, but they, regardless, they routed the Warriors 143 to 113. Uh, you look at the Warriors, of course, they're still without Curry. Clay Thompson did not play in this game as well, nor did Andrew Wiggins. Uh, Jordan Poole struggled a bit. They had 30 off the bench from James Wiseman. That's a great sign for them. Uh, you know, they're technically second year, but really third year center who they hoped would be a little more impactful uh, coming off that injury last year. But for Brooklyn, oh, they're just unbelievable. They've got, they had nine guys in double figures. Durant with 23 uh, and they weren't, they didn't even have Kyrie Irving in this game. Um, so remarkable win for Brooklyn and their the change compared to what we were talking about with them the first few weeks of the season to what we're talking about now, it's night and day. It's been unbelievable. So of course we had to outline that. Um, next from that same day, uh, Raptors and Knicks. Uh, this was t- Toronto Raptors visiting the New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden, but they won in the Garden one thirteen to one hundred six to spoil the Knicks evening and Pascal Siakam spicy P uh, returns. This was to end the Knicks eight game win streak. And Siakam had a 52.9 rebounds, seven assists outing on um, some pretty great percentages all around. Van Vliet added 28 points to support uh, Pascal Siakam. The Knicks again, uh, they had their big three. Brunson had a poor game. Barrett and Randall had 30 points each. Um, but Toronto able to come out on top, and that's a big win for them. Great to see Spicy P have a game like that. Uh, a lot of fun. The other one, also from the 21st, uh, Kings versus Lakers. I want to talk about this one. Um, just interesting, you know, four, let's see, the NBA.com headline, four Kings score 20-plus points in the win over the Lakers. This was in Sacramento. They won 134 to 120 against the Los Angeles Lakers. For the Lakers, again, LeBron leading the charge. Thomas Bryant's been solid for them. Lonnie Walker, nice game. Schroeder, nice game. Uh, they were without Westbrook or Austin Reeves in this game. Could have been a factor. Sacramento was just, you know, playing some great team basketball. And their starting lineup in particular was phenomenal. Um all starters and double figures. Sabonis, 13 points, 21 rebounds, 12 assists. Monster game from him. All the other four starters and double, or in, uh, they're the 20 point 
or more scores. Darren Fox, 22. Kevin Herter, 26. He led the way, led uh, the Kings scores. 23 for Keegan Murray and 20 for Harrison Barnes. Great all-round game for Sacramento to be able to win that one. And you just like to see what Sacramento's been able to do uh, this season. Hopefully they can maintain this push. Uh, of course, the beam team and all those things. Um, it's been it's been fun to see the Sacramento Kings winning and having fun while winning. Uh, and then we'll talk about the rest of the Christmas games. Let's jump into that. So that was uh, 25th, Sunday the 25th. So this last Sunday. We talked about Mavericks-Lakers, but let's jump into the others. First, The first game on the slate was uh, the New York Knicks hosting the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, the Sixers won on the road, and they pushed their own winning streak to eight with that win. Um, Embiid, big game, 35 points, eight rebounds. Harden, 29 points, 13 assists. He continues to be a big assist guy for them. Playmaker, uh, huge for them. Meanwhile, for New York, Randall led the charge, 35 points. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, 16 boards. Barrett, 10 boards. Jalen Brunson will bounce back, 23 points, 11 assists. So both teams are pretty competitive. Uh, Sixers just a little bit better at the moment or at that time, and, and they're able to win that game. The third game, so again, we talked Mavericks-Lakers. That was the second game. The third game was the Boston Celtics hosting the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, the headline, Tatum lights up Bucks for 41 in Celtics' victory. Um, and for the Bucks, Giannis, solid, although not as stellar as maybe you'd like him to be on a Christmas game. Drew Holiday adds 23 points. Uh, Giannis, 27. I don't know if I mentioned the scoring exactly. Um, but for Boston, Tatum, 41 points, great percentages. Jalen Brown has 29, that dynamic duo. When those two score great numbers, that's a pretty good chance you're going to win. They have a solid, although not spectacular, uh, supporting cast in this one. Everyone kind of playing their roles, and Boston wins that one. Uh, the fourth of the five games Golden State Warriors hosted the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Warriors won at home, 123 to 109. Headline is Poole outshines Morant. Warriors drop Grizzlies. Uh, for the Grizzlies, Morant, solid game, 36 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists, uh, 2 of 10 from 3. Not super great to see. Uh, the supporting cast, not as stellar. Meanwhile, for Golden State, a little more well rounded. Jordan Poole, 32 points. Clay Thompson adds 24, 19 points for DiVincenzo. Draymond Green with his double-double without points, 13 rebounds, 13 assists, only three points. That's just kind of the the effect he has, the player he is. He's a very unique type of player. You can av- you could average six points a game, and he would still be one of the top players in terms of impact and what he brings to that club. Uh, let's see, three other guys off the bench with – uh, double figure scoring, Gold State a little more well-rounded, able to win that game. And finally, the last of the Christmas games, uh, and this one went to overtime as well. The Denver Nuggets won at home in overtime against the Phoenix Suns, 128-125. to Big game and a big high-flying dunk from Aaron Gordon at the end. I think everyone saw this um, right over Landry Shamit, who's a player I like. Um, yeah, Aaron Gordon reminding you, hey, I've won – or I should have won a couple dunk contests in my career. I'm still high flyer, even though I'm a role player. And yeah, unbelievable dunk. I think he had a solid game. Let's check the box score for for Phoenix. 31 for Landry Shamit. I mean, 
he had a really good game, but then he's most notable for getting dunked on. DeAndre Ayton, 22 points and 16 boards, uh, 13 each for Mikhail Bridges and Torrey Craig, 17 points and six, 16 assists for Chris Paul. Booker, of course, left this game early with uh, only four minutes in, re-aggravated uh, a groin injury, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. Um, but for Denver, of course, Jokic doing his thing. 41 points, 15 boards, 15 assists. Stellar game from him. 28 points and 13 boards from Aaron Gordon. Not only a great dunk, but a very good game from him. Twenty, excuse me, 26 points from Jamal Murray. And uh, they were without several guys that just did not play coach's decision, but they were able to come with the win in overtime. So, yeah, great slate of Christmas games uh, there. Some pretty intense action, uh, a lot of great storylines. Let's go ahead and run through, and I don't think I ever said, but, yeah, that was supposed to be my five-on-five segment. It was a little bit off. Uh, I have some more notes from some games that happened. Uh, going back to last Wednesday, the 21st, uh, Bulls-Hawks, kind of a small storyline. Dosomu had a buzzer beater. It was interesting this coming, I think, a week or two after uh, A.J. Griffin had the second of his two buzzer-beating, game-winning pass, alley-oop-type shots. Um, at the last second, that one was to beat Chicago. So this is kind of a revenge buzzer-beater, uh, and it was in Atlanta. So pretty much the same exact situation. Just Chicago comes out on top with the buzzer-beater instead of Atlanta. Uh, on the 23rd, let's go ahead and jump to that on the last Friday, uh, it was again, a little bit informal. Uh, yes. Sixers and Clippers. So the 76ers, Philadelphia 76ers, one at home, 119 to 114 against the LA Clippers. Uh, Clippers had decent games from all their guys, you know, kind of what you'd expect, but for Philly, they were charged, led in their charge by 44 points from Embiid. More importantly, 20 points and 21 assists from James Harden along with 11 rebounds. And that really epitomizes what has led to the Sixers' success up to that point. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the these last few days because it's been a little bit of a flip of that, flip of that script. But yeah, Harden, 21, 20 points, 21 assists. We had to mention that. And then finally, uh, a note from Wednesday's action. And again, we're going to, or sorry, Tuesday, another note from Tuesday's action. Uh, the Suns in their victory against the Grizzlies on this night, they were helped by a big game from Dwayne Washington Jr., 26 points off the bench. I uh, thought that was worth noting. Um, but yeah, so that kind of takes us through our main game notes. But let's run back through things, uh, mainly Wednesday, Thursday, and tonight's games and see if there's anything worth talking about that we we've missed. Um, Oh, firstly, I already know we got to talk about this one Uh, from Wednesday, the magic and the Pistons. And I need to pull up the video to remember exactly what happened in this one. Um, But there was a huge scuffle. Um, Magic Pistons. Yeah. It was kind of unexpected. Let's go ahead and pull up the video so I can remember exactly what happened. So it was, okay, it was late second quarter. 
Um, Wagner. Oh, yeah. So Wagner and Killian Hayes. Mo Wagner. Sorry, I got to specify. Mo Wagner and Killian Hayes chasing down a loose ball going into the backcourt. Um, Pistons are up big at this point. And Wagner kind of hip checks slash pushes Killian Hayes into the Pistons bench. Um, Hayes gets up, looks to fight. Wagner kind of goes into the bench. The bench is getting into the altercation. Um, and yeah, it was, I mean, it's as big a scuffle as probably going to get in the modern NBA. Um, but some pretty big ramifications for what happened in that scuffle. Um, if you look at the, some reports from Adrian Wojnarowski, or, or Woj, if you want to make it easier on yourself. Uh, NBA suspended Detroit guard Killian Hayes for three games and Orlando's Maurice Wagner for two games for that Wednesday altercation. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, NBA also also suspended Detroit's Hamadou Diallo for one game and eight Magic players one game for leaving the bench. Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton, Gary Harris, Kevon Harris, Admiral Schofield, Franz Wagner, Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr. So that's going to be a big um, – and actually, I'm curious because we probably have the results of what that looked like for Orlando. Um, let's see, because I thought they uh, – yes. Let's see. Oh, maybe not. Yeah, so that – oh, no. Sorry, I'm I'm finding my stats here. Oh no, yeah. So that did come into play. So if you look at the Friday game, so this was tonight's game. The uh, let's see, the headline: Porzingis and the Wizards feast on depleted Magic. They won that game, one nineteen to one hundred in Orlando. The Wizards did. And you look at the uh, box score for the Magic: Cole Anthony, league suspension; Mo Bamba, league suspension; Wendell Carter. So, but for some reason, there's a few guys that were on that list of that Woj list that were able to play, maybe they kind of appealed to the league and said, hey, we'll serve those suspensions at different times so we can actually feel the full team. Uh, they had eight guys total, so only three guys coming off the bench. None of those three off the bench I don't think are bigs. Come on, Harris, is he a big? No, he's a guard. Um, so, yeah, tough, tough situation for Orlando. Regardless, I think that covers everything from that scuffle, but that was definitely a huge storyline. Um, what other game situations should we talk about? So, of course, that's impacted Orlando. Um, Wizards beat the Suns. Yeah, the Wizards, who were slumping, managed to beat Suns. The Suns, of course, were heavily impacted by Booker, and again, we'll talk about that in just a second. Um Nets beat the Hawks on a a thriller. Hawks try and play the spoiler, but unable to do so. Oh yeah, big duel between the Bucks and the Bulls on Wednesday night. Uh, DeRozan and Giannis both went for forty points. Uh, Giannis had forty five points, twenty two boards, huge game. Uh, DeRozan had forty two points, ten boards, uh, fifteen and fourteen from Vucevic, twenty four points from Levine. Uh, Chicago. Wins at home in overtime, one nineteen to one thirteen. Big game for them, uh, in that East kind of push. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Pelicans win a close game at home against the Timberwolves. 
I think there was a huge dunk in this one from Zion on Rudy Gobert. He finished with 43 points. Uh, yeah, big game from him. 20 for McCollum in support. For the Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards had 27 points and D'Angelo Russell had 27 points. But Pelicans are a better team right now. Um, Warriors beat the Jazz in Golden State. And I remember there being some, like, let's see. Pool scores 26 as Warriors rally past Jazz. Um, and Jazz led through much of the game, but Golden State came out with it in the fourth. Um, I mean, of course, for me as a Jazz fan, I'm going to be disappointed with this. Markin in 29.16 boards. He had a great game. Jordan Clarkson with 22. 10 assists from Conley. I mean, this is kind of the stats you hope for. Uh, not great scoring from Conley or Olenek. Um, the Warriors, meanwhile, DiVincenzo, 19 points, 12 boards from Looney, 17 points for Ty Jerome. Yeah, just kind of a, an odd game. Golden State able to, Golden State able to win. Um, yeah, kind of interesting stuff. And um, if we can get it to load, now, of course, it's not going to cooperate. Um, the last, let's see if there's anything noteworthy in that last game on the Wednesday slate. Um, Kings barely edge out the Nuggets. Jokic had 40.7 rebounds, 6 assists. Sabonis, 31 points, 10 rebounds. But Kings able to win that one. That's a big win for them. Uh, Thursday, so yesterday's games... Let's see. Hornets beat the Thunder. Pacers beat the Cavs. A little bit of an upset. Halliburton, good game. Celtics beat the Clippers. Grizzlies beat the Raptors. Spurs beat the Knicks. That's surprising. Kelvin Johnson, 30 points. Uh, the Mavericks beat the Rockets. We did mention that one very briefly. And let's check tonight. We're finally caught up on, on games. Uh, tonight we talked about Wizards Magic. Lakers beat the Hawks. LeBron has a huge game, and it was his birthday tonight. Um, LeBron throws 47-point birthday party versus Hawks. That's the NBA headline. Yeah, 47 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Uh, leading the charge, Thomas Bryant, 19 points, 17 boards. I like to see him playing well in that um, that center spot. If they can get Anthony Davis back, Bryant finds his role, and then LeBron, that's a great front court mix. And the guards figure it out. Westbrook coming off the bench has, has some good energy for them. I don't know if they have enough of a push to make it work in a true playoff sense. But I think regardless, end of the season in terms of how well they can be playing, I kind of like that idea. I don't know how that translates to any potential playoff hopes. But, um, you know, I don't think it's over for Los Angeles. I think they've got something going. They've it's definitely a lot better than last year, uh, even though they got off to a really rough start, uh, rough start this year. Uh, Atlanta, Trey Young, good game. DeJounte Murray, oh, good game. Uh, decent bench support. It was just Los Angeles. They couldn't overcome LeBron in this game, so that's kind of the story of that one. Um, Raptors beat the Suns. Suns continue to slide without Devin Booker. Gary Trent, big game, 35 points. Uh, Bulls beat the Pistons. Big game from Zach Levine at 43 points. Bucks beat the Timberwolves. Giannis, 43 points, 20 boards. He's had a nice last few uh, few games for Milwaukee, powering them to kind of get back more in the win column. Uh, 
Pelicans beat the Sixers. I did see some of this. We want to talk about this. For the Sixers, 37 for Embiid, 20 and 10 for Harden. For the Pelicans, CJ McCollum, I think that's a franchise record, 11 threes in this game, 42 points together. Yeah, team record, 42 points altogether, 36 from Zion Williamson. And New Orleans keeps doing their thing. They're they're a really good team right now. And great to see CJ have a game like that. Um, kind of forget about him in that Pelicans mix. Uh, Nuggets beat Heat. Uh, just a nice all-around game from Jokic again. Warriors beat the Trailblazers despite Lillard and, and that whole thing. Jordan Poole has 41 points. Big game. And finally, the Kings beat the Jazz. Marking at 36 points, but it's a bonus. Leading the charge again, and the Beam team keeps it going in Sacramento. Okay, again, at the risk of being um, really information heavy, we're just kind of running through a lot of scores here. And we're going to be ultra information heavy now as we run through a crap ton of key news. So let's do that. For Dallas, forward Maxi Kleber out indefinitely with a hamstring injury. For Orlando, forward Chuma Okeke out at least a month after an arthroscopic knee procedure. Matt Ashiba set to purchase the Phoenix Suns slash Phoenix Mercury kind of combined franchise for $4 billion. It's going to be a huge one uh, in that continuing story of the, the whole Sarver incident. Uh, in Atlanta, President Travis Schlenk to shift roles in the Hawks organization. He'll kind of move to more of a advisory or presidential type role. Uh, GM Landry Fields will take on his role, take on some more uh, more power in that organization. Uh, for Dallas, Coach Jason Kidd was fined $25,000 for confronting an official. Uh, for the Knicks, they were penalized a 2025 second-round pick for their role in their early discussions with Jalen Brunson uh, ahead of when they were supposed to as far as free agent-type discussions. Um, of course, his dad, Rick Brunson, played for the Knicks and has been a part of the Knicks staff um, for some time. So there's, you know, some potential issues with that. Um, the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame announced the 2023 candidates. And I think it's a pretty big class. Dirk Nowitzki, Dwayne Wade. Um, I think they still had Chauncey Billups in that mix. There's Greg Popovich is first time candidate as a coach. Um, so a lot of big names in that, in that candidate group. For Denver, forward Jeff Green to be reevaluated in a month with a, excuse me, fractured left hand and sprained finger. For Brooklyn guard Kyrie Irving, sidelined with right calf tightness. For Lakers, forward Anthony Davis is out indefinitely with that right foot injury. Uh, for Memphis, guard Desmond Bain returns after 17-game absence, so that's positive injury news. For Golden State Warriors, guard Stephen Curry will be out at least two more weeks with a shoulder injury. Um, for the Kings, center Damanis Sabonis suffers a right thumb fracture. However, he has been playing through that injury, so has not prevented him from playing. For the Suns, guard Devin Booker will miss at least one month with a left groin strain. There we go. Finally gotten to the specifics. Yes, he had a groin strain that pulled him out for several games in a row, came back, and then re-aggravated and potentially made it worse. Uh, he'll miss at least a month. Big news for them. Um, that's a bunch of our – that's not all of our injury news, but that's a lot of it. For all of these guys, we wish them the best in recovering from their injuries, getting back on the floor, uh, up in full health, and being able to contribute to their teams. 
as well, if not better than they were uh, before those injuries. So yeah, huge news for all those. Um, I just had a general point here. Teams around the NBA serve during the holidays. If you want to look into more specifics, uh, it's hard to find the headlines right now off the top of my head, but you know, plenty of teams are able to contribute to their communities uh, during the holiday season uh, with, you know, acts of service, helping out with the kids, helping out with uh, those in need. So, you know, great to see that in the holiday season. Uh, on Christmas Day, the Dallas Mavericks unveiled a new Dirk Nowitzki statue. Uh, what was it, like 24 feet tall? Like, this huge statue. Absolute, you know, absolutely well-deserved. Of course, the greatest player in the franchise's history, although they, the way Luke is playing, he might be up there in that mix at the end of his career if he plays a full career with Dallas. But, you know, regardless – Right now, Dirk, by far far and away the greatest player in Mavericks history, well-deserved honor, one of the great players in NBA history. Um, next, John Morant debuts a new Nike shoe. He's kind of taken the place of Kyrie Irving. He'll have a new Nike line, so nice news for him. This past week, um, the Monday before Christmas up through Christmas Day, uh, the players of the week for that week have been announced. That was week 10. Uh, Pascal Siakam in the East and Luka Doncic in the West. Um, and that was even before the huge game on, on Tuesday. Uh, Spurs versus Jazz. I think that was a Monday game. Let me double check that. Um, yeah, so Monday's game, the Spurs and the Jazz, was delayed by 40 minutes due to a quote-unquote security threat. So kind of important. Uh, for the Kings, Coach Mike Brown entered health and safety protocols a few days ago. He might be back out of that at, at this point, hard to say. Uh, Kevin Durant, sometime this week, passed Tim Duncan on the all-time scoring leaders board and Kobe Bryant on the all-time made three-point field goals list. So big news for that, uh, for him, excuse me. For Boston, Coach Joe Mazzula missed a game with an eye irritation. He might be back at this point as well. Um, a couple more injury news uh, items for Portland forward Justice Winslow will miss at least two weeks with an ankle sprain, and for the Oklahoma City Thunder forward Alexei Pokushevsky will be will, to be reevaluated in six to eight weeks with a left tibial plateau fracture. Again, everyone who has had an injury that I've mentioned up to this point, wish them the best in recovering from that. Um, Real quick, let's run through a couple of transactional news of note. Um, let me double-check the NBA website, make sure I'm up to date on this as I report it. Oh, we do have another thing to actually note. Uh, let me go ahead and – I have a Google Sheet where I try and keep track of these um, roster moves as they happen. Um, an interesting one there, and I'll talk about it in just a second. Um, okay, so from let's see, sorry, let me pull this up again. From Monday, this this last Monday, uh, there are a few transactions for Philadelphia. They waived guard Saban Lee and signed forward Lewis King, those are both two way contracts. For Dallas, they waived guard Tyler Dorsey and signed guard AJ Lawson again, both two way contracts. And for Detroit, they waived forward. Braxton Key and signed guard Jared Roden. Again, those are all two-way contracts. So we do have one more transactional note. Yesterday, the Toronto Raptors waived guard Justin Champagne, Champagne, um, and he actually was a normal straightforward contract, not even a two-way contract, and they just waived him. Kind of interesting. I'm curious to see what they'll do 
with that open roster spot. But regardless, that gets us caught up on transactions. Finally, as far as news goes, let's double check our ESPN uh, and NBA sources to see if there's any more news from the last few days that we need to talk about. Um, of course, talked about the the in-game accomplishments and scoring and things of that nature that have happened in the last few days. Um, let's see. Should probably go to the official news page on the NBA website. Oh, here's something. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich of the Atlanta Hawks fined $25,000 for kicking game ball into the stands. And that was from tonight's game. Or no, sorry, Wednesday's game against the Brooklyn Nets. I think that was Wednesday's game. Um, yeah, here's the that news again about the Pistons magic scuffle. Um, yeah, a bunch of guys suspended. Yeah, pretty pretty big deal. Um, hopefully, I didn't gloss over that too much in terms of our news stories. Those are two teams that are both struggling to find their footing and two young teams. Um, so ultimately in terms of impact on, you know, playoff chase and the rest of the league, it's not a huge deal, but it is worth noting. Um, oh, this was an interesting one. I think this is from last night. Yeah. Buddy Heald makes NBA's fastest three-pointer just three seconds into the game. Heald broke the mark of Pacers legend Reggie Miller who made a three-pointer four seconds into a game in 2000. And it's interesting that both these guys play for the Pacers. Um, I didn't ever see this. I'm curious to see it. So we have the tip-off, right? The, oh, man, that, that is quick. Holy crap. Like, they tip it, goes right to him, and then he just pulls it. Yeah, you got to imagine. And they won the game. He had a good game, five of six from three. You got to imagine that's going to be pretty hard to break, but kind of a fun note. Um, what else is going on here that we might have missed? Objected. Let's see. I think that's kind of the big stuff. Yeah. <laughs> on the ESPN website. Um, Wojnarowski. See if there's anything I might have missed here. Um, small note, Dave McMenamin, uh, not sure what he's affiliated with. Oh no, ESPN. Darvin Ham, two weeks after Anthony Davis suffered, suffered the stress injury in his right foot, says, quote, the biggest thing is his pain has just about dissipated and says Davis is trending in the right direction when it comes to approaching a ramp up to return to the court. So that's a good thing to hear. Um, 11 threes for CJ McCollum. Okay, I think that is everything as far as our news goes. One last thing, we're going to check our LeBron tracker. It's been a little while. Oh, he's, he's cutting this down. LeBron has 527 points to go to catch Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the all-time NBA points leaderboard. Let's see, 37,860, and Kareem has 38,387. So he's getting pretty close. Uh, and he's had some nice recent games. His last five games over the last week or so, uh, 34, 38, 28, 27, 47. So he's, he's ramping up. 
and again, always exciting to see, you know, the chase of history and to be able to talk about NBA history with something like that. Uh, very exciting stuff. So, so cool stuff there. Um, okay. Again, I'm kind of updating my uh, script type stuff here while we're doing the show so I can make sure I'm talking about everything. Um, I'm going to talk about this. Okay, we are, we're getting pretty close to, to caught up here, which is, which is always nice. Okay, so let's get uh, a quick catch up on our power rankings. So these are dated, but we'll still talk about them. These are the power rankings for the end of week 10. So that was after Christmas, right at the end, you know, Christmas Day is the last day that counted on these power rankings for week 10. And I'll just run through real quick where things stand. Uh, Celtics re-swapped places with the Bucks to uh, at number one. They had a stronger week uh, that particular week. The Nuggets climbed to three. Cavs stay at four. Nets climbed to five. Pelicans climbed to six. Sixers climbed to seven. Some people had the Sixers as high as five or four. I held off putting them there. They had a great week in week 10, 4-0. Um, I just like to see it sustained a little bit longer. And they are slumping a little bit this week. I'm not going to say by any means I called that. For some reason, though, I just felt like I needed to hold off a little bit on Philadelphia. Regardless, Memphis falls a good chunk. They fall to eight. Maybe shouldn't have fallen that far. But uh, regardless... Uh, Clippers 9, Suns 10. The Suns fall a good chunk as well. Um, so that kind of rounds out my top 10. Kings, Jazz, Mavericks, Hawks, they all jump up. Um, the Knicks and the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers had a big fall. They went 0-3 that week. They fell five spots. Heat and Timberwolves fell as well. Um, at the bottom, the Pistons swapped the Hornets. Pistons are now in that bottom spot. Uh, Hornets second to last, Rockets, Spurs, Wizards, Magic, they all kind of stay in the same spot. Lakers fell, they went 0-4 in Week 10. Bulls, Rose, they went 3-0. and um, Pacers went up as well, they went up three spots. So that's kind of just a quick run through of Week 10. Again, we'll have a little bit more clear picture once we get to Week 11 uh, and the show after that, what the power rankings will kind of look like there. But thought we should do a quick update on that. Um, regardless, let's switch gears from that. That was only a couple minutes, but uh, we got through it. Good stuff. We got to name an MVP. Here's the fun part. This has all been fun, but the extra fun part. We got to name an MVP for Week 10. And again, we're several days removed from Week 10. But we have our candidates here. We're luckily able to freeze those stats and we've actually expanded the stats that we can look at uh, as far as our quick summary. I've expanded the, the board to add in uh, shooting percentages, minutes averaged, and plus minus. So now we have a little bit more clear picture of uh, players' impact. And these are the names that I've chosen to be in the, in the discussion. We have Pascal Siakam, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, Jason Tatum, Shea Gilders Alexander, Trey Young, Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic, CJ McCollum, Larry Markinen, and Nicole Jokic. Those are week 10. Again, week 11, I imagine we'll have a little bit 
different listing of names, different order of names. Again, I the order is based on most points per game to fewest points per game, but I don't always pick the top 10 scorers, but that's just kind of how I sort them. Regardless, I got to remind myself what we had stats-wise. Uh, Siakam had a big big week, week 10. They went 2-1. and one. He averaged 38.7 points per game, part of that aided by his big game in New York against the Knicks. Uh, good percentages. Only a plus four and a plus minus. Um, Tatum stayed strong, two and one for them in that week. Thirty-seven points, six point seven boards, four point seven assists, low turnovers, and low fouls. Two steals as well. Pretty good percentages, and he was a plus eleven. Um, I'm just kind of running through, seeing which names jump out to me. Jokic is going to be a hard one to not pick. Twenty-seven points. 27.7 points, 12 boards, 13 assists, only three turnovers, one steal as well. He shot 60% from three. Um, he's a plus 11. Marketing, of course, I, I like to put him in there because I'm a Jazz fan, but his numbers are nowhere near a lot of these guys, so he's probably not going to be the choice. CJ McCollum had a great week in Week 10 as well. Uh, 29 points. Seven boards, nearly 10 assists. Four turnovers was high, but great percentages. 40, 50, 90 instead of 50, 40, 90. And he was a plus 7.7. I've got some good names here. I'm wondering if it's time for a repeat winner. Because, mm, I mean, 3-0. The Nuggets were 3-0. We've had Joel Embiid. The Sixers were four and zero. Siakam was good. It's plus four. Tatum was good. They're two and one. You know, it's kind of different not not having Wyatt here while we're doing this, but I think he would probably lean the same way as far as making this. You know, make sure we make the right call here. I think we have to. We're going to go ahead, and I'll write it in right now, actually. Let me get this where I can do it. Without, um, you know, make it an error. Again, I'm writing the names on the handle of our trophy. If you're new to the show, basically we have a crystalline goblet type thing that plays the role of our MVP trophy. And we write the names on it. For and I start at the base. Now I'm working up the handle part of it. And so it's a little tricky to write, but we've written it in week 10 MVP. Our first repeat winner, we're going with Nikola Jokic. He won it in week eight. He's winning it again here in week 10. And, I mean, it's hard to deny what he does. 3-0 and in that stretch for Denver. Again, 27.7 points, 12 rebounds, 13 assists, average across three games. Pretty low turnover, not bad fouls. Unbelievable percentages. And a plus 11 in that stretch. You know, he's going to be our first repeat winner. Congratulations, Nicola. 
he's pretty close over in Denver. Hopefully he'll drop by and pick up his trophy. And congratulations again to him for winning. Perfect. So we've got that covered as far as our MVP. Uh, we're not going to worry about a weekly prediction. We're going to save that for next week. So we have just a couple small segments to get us fully caught up um, and get us ready to go into the weekend. Firstly, let's preview some games for this weekend. And this is just Saturday and Sunday. We have a handful of games. Saturday, it's a nine-game slate on Saturday. I have three games to talk about. There are no national broadcasts on Saturday for some reason, so we've picked three league pass games that are worth noting. Firstly, we have sort of a pseudo-matinee at 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, all these times I will list are in Eastern Standard Time. 3 o'clock, the L.A. Clippers are visiting the Indiana Pacers. Those are two teams, similar records, East versus West. Um, two very intriguing teams. Could be a good matchup. On League Pass at 8, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans visit the Memphis Grizzlies. Those are two teams in the Western Conference. Younger teams, exciting teams. I think that would be a great one to watch as well. Finally, on League Pass at 9, the Miami Heat are in Utah against the Jazz. Sort of same as Clippers Pacers. Those are two teams trying to find some, you know, they're not as good as Clippers Pacers, but they're fighting for that positioning. They've had highs and lows in the season. Um, you know, I think it could be a good game. And then Sunday, there's a three games late on Sunday. I picked one game on League Pass at 8 o'clock. Again, again, Eastern Standard Time, 8 o'clock. Boston Celtics are at the Denver Nuggets. Those are two of the top teams in the NBA right now. That should be a great matchup to watch for. So those are some four games to keep an eye out for all of our own league. All of them are on league pass, unfortunately. Uh, so that does kind of complicate things as far as what games you might want to watch, but those are the ones to note. Finally, let's go ahead and finish things up with our, this day in history, closing fact. And this is a great one. This day in history, um, December 30th of 1990. This time we're going back to 1990, December 30th, 1990. Orlando's Scott Skiles dished off an NBA record 30 assists as the Orlando Magic de defeated the Denver Nuggets 155 to 116 at Orlando Arena. Skiles surpassed previous record holder Kevin Porter of New Jersey, who handed out 29 assists in the Nets 126 to 111 win over Houston on February 24th of 1978. So Orlando Scott Skiles set the NBA record. 30 assists in a game that uh, up to this point in NBA history has not been surpassed. And with that, I think we're caught up on everything NBA related that has happened to this point in the season. Um, once again, I do apologize for us having missed so much time. However, I do think that we are in a good place. We've got things kind of fully caught up now. Um, let's see, why did this, oh yeah, because I added a row, sorry. Oh, no, that's not what I really want. Um, this podcast probably seemed very unprofessional, and potentially it was, but regardless, we've got everything caught up. Uh, January 2nd is when we'll be back. 
for our week 12 podcast. So we have our weekend. We'll get caught, caught up with you on Monday. And that will be the start of week 12, January 2nd through the 8th. Of course, for our podcasting purposes, we'll go January 2nd through 6th. Um, 2023, starting the new year. We've got our... Um, excuse me, our... Uh, our outline kind of ready here. We're caught up. Everything's set. So real quick before we uh, finish things up again, apologize for missing so much time. Thank you all for listening. Um, I'm excited about this new year and what that'll bring for the podcast, what it'll bring for me personally. Um, I think we're going to have a great year um, with the podcast, with the NBA with life, you know, I have a lot to be excited about um, with the league as well as personally. I think there's some exciting, exciting developments, exciting things happening. Um, there's a lot of potential. So sorry, kind of got a little bit more personal than I intended to, but uh, regardless, thanks again for all those uh, who have listened. Go ahead and wrap this up because currently one Oh three, on December 31st. So we've gone into the next day, but uh, thank you all for listening. We'll go and wrap this up and we'll be back with you on Monday, back on schedule. So we'll see you then.